Hello, my fellow bath takers. I am so excited to have you all here, and I can't thank you guys enough for the support on my very first episode of Take a Damn Bath, where you found out why I was here. And I don't know if we really even uncovered why I was here, but hopefully we figure it out eventually. Maybe episode 50, we'll know. Um, I am coming to you live from one of my best friend's closets again. There's wine, of course, a million blankets. There's no airflow in here, so it's getting a little warm. And I have one of my best friends here, and we are going to be talking about something that's near and dear to us, so we may or may not cry. Um, my friend Ashley is here, and something that we have in common and that I think everyone has in common, and if, if you haven't had an experience with it yet, um, it's something that none of us will escape, and that's death and grief. Um, I will let Ashley introduce herself to you shortly, um, but both of us have experienced the loss of a mother, and I think that that was really something that transformed our lives. It was a major life-changing event. And like I said, if you're listening and you haven't experienced grief, um, death is something that we won't escape. Someone near and dear to us will pass away. Um, and we're just kind of here to talk about losing our moms and what we felt and how we're, how we're trucking along now. Um, so here we have Ashley. Hi, everyone. I'm Ashley, Bethany's second mother. <laughs> that is true. Hopefully, you're here for me a lot. Um, but so excited for her to be doing this new adventure. And reluctantly, she has forced me to <laughs> participate in her um, new adventure. So anyway, I'm so excited for her and so happy to be here and be a part of this. Um and go easy on us because we're just starting out. So, yeah. And um, Ashley didn't know that we were going to be recording this episode tonight. So, I hope this is completely not scripted. There are no notes. This is a, and I'm a planner. And Ashley's a planner, and I am totally spontaneous. I'm an Aries. Um, so, I'm totally spontaneous. And truly live life on the edge. And I think that sometimes the best things come from just doing it. Um, and I know that Ashley, that's a pet peeve of hers, but I think that's why our relationship works so well. So before we get started, um, it's kind of a crazy story. I want to talk about how we met and a little bit about my mom and how my mom gave you the role of taking care of me before she died. So here we are. That's why we're oh in this God. closet recording this. <laughs> Thanks, um, Jan. Thanks, Jan Burke. <laughs> Thanks, Nani. Thanks, Nani. Um, and, you know, I think Ashley and I have had a special bond since day one because we both, you know, lost a mother. Um, so flashback to about seven years ago, I was working for a credit union and I was working at a certain branch and Ashley was an interim manager there taking care of that branch while we didn't have a manager. She brought me to her branch, which was closer for home. And I can't thank her enough because 
there are so many times where I'm like, God, where's Ashley? I need my second mother. Um, so we developed this friendship and I brought Ashley into my personal life and let her meet my mom and my mom and her got along great. And my mom kind of felt, feel, filled that void of her losing her mom and kind of gave her that figure. But my mom was like that for everyone. If you met my mom, like she was, you felt at home with her. Um, I think that's one of the, the big keys. Like everyone just felt at home. Um, so my mom adored Ashley and at my wedding, <laughs> what did she tell you? When she basically said, um, I need you to promise me um, that you'll take care of Bethy. Was what she called her. I'll take care of Bethy when I'm gone. And not only did she tell me that once, she told me that at your 21st birthday again. And she told me many, many times. Um, but she made me promise her. And she probably made me promise her like four different times. Um, and of course, I said yes, of course, of course. And never wanting to think about her not being there. I kind of brushed it off in the beginning. And then later on, it kind of got more serious. And she said, I want you to promise me you'll take care of her and you'll look out for her. <laughs> so even when I don't agree with the things that she does, you know, I have to be there and be that support because Nani was way better woman than I am. Um, <laughs> way better a mom than I feel like I could ever be. So um, I just try to honor her in that way. And like Bethany said, once you knew her, you loved her and she loved you and she did not care anything about your trials or tribulations in life that you had had before. Um, she knew that if her daughter liked you, then she liked you and she loved you and, and that you're a good person. So, um, yes. So I have been trying to fill that void as best as I can. And you have done a great job. And what Ashley's really trying to say is that because my mom basically threatened to come back and haunt her, <laughs> that she is stuck with me no matter what I do to her. I might take some of these clothes out of this closet and, and wear them one day. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, it's a, it's a crazy story. And, you know, we were just to back up a little bit, my mom knew that she wasn't going to live a very, very long life. I, like I said, I lost her at 24 um, she had cancer and she knew that she was ailing. Um, so I want to back up here a little bit too and talk about Ashley's mom and how old you were when you lost your mom um, and the type of role that she played um, in your life and just what happened after you lost her. And then we'll kind of talk about what happened after I lost Nani. Okay. I was, I believe I was 24 she was in her 50s. How old are you now? I'm 37. And it's been how long? Oh, 11 years. 11 years. Yes. I think I was 30. I was sorry, 35. Uh, or 25, sorry. Um, so, yes, mine was a little bit more unexpected. Um, she had some health things, but nothing too super serious. Um, I took her to the doctor one day because she said she couldn't breathe very well when she laid down at night. So, it ended up... She had something where the valve in her heart wasn't closing and pumping the blood the right way. So it kind of went downhill from there. She survived some surgeries and open heart surgery, but um, ultimately she did pass away. And one of the things when I think about that moment, and I'm happy I was able to be there with her, even though it was crazy emotional, um, was, I mean, I, I, I kind of knew at one point that we weren't leaving the hospital. I don't know how I knew 
Um, the doctors weren't saying that at that point. Um, but I kind of felt like I was like, okay, we're not going to leave. And then when she was passing away, I remember I, I wanted to be alone because I am the baby of the family. So I remember saying to her, she was unconscious, but I was saying, I'm, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. And then I'm like, you know, you don't wait for me because she wasn't letting go. And so I was like, don't, you know, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And then when she passed away, I was like, I lied. I'm not going to be fine. I was crying. I'll never forget. Oh, um, gosh. What you will. You know, anyone who goes through grief or loss in that moment feels like, what are you going to do? You know, you can't live without this person. Um, but you can. You know, it's hard. And it gets a little easier. But I feel like it always is going to be. There's always going to be a loss there. Yeah. It's a void that you're really not going to fill 100% ever, um, especially that someone that close to you. Yeah. Um, and I think it, you know, your situation was unexpected. I was expecting mine, but I kept telling myself, like, no, there's going to be a miracle happen. She's not going to die. And I kind of downplayed her sickness to her as well like no don't believe what the doctors say you're fine just to kind of keep the faith and ultimately she knew and I think that's what was really hard about it with my mom and yes you will be okay um it's been almost three years since my mom passed 11 since your mom passed and we just talked about this yesterday how I'm like god I miss her so much and I I swear I cry at least once a month like I just have a good cry because I'm like why bring her back I would do anything and you cope and it does it doesn't get easier but you know life no matter what happens to you life goes on um and you have to keep up with it but one of the morals of this message I feel like should be take the pictures record the voice the video yes um slow down a little bit I know we've all are normally busy even with quarantine, you find yourself, you know, busying yourself in some way in this crazy year of 2020. Um, but that's the best thing that you can have is actually the voice of the person. Because yes. um, for those of, those of you who haven't lost someone at some point, you will crave that and miss that. Um, yes. I think that's so important because Bethany has some more voice recordings and videos than I do. I really only think I have like a couple of my mom and you know, those times when you're sad or you just want to hear their voice, it's nice to have that. Yeah, it's definitely nice to have those things. Um, none of them will never be enough. Like, I, even though I have a lot, I'm still like, there's not enough. I wish I would have taken a picture of this. I would have taken a picture of that. Um, so always have your camera out. As crazy as that sounds. Even if they don't like pictures, even if document them. them. Yes. Document them. Save their handwriting. Um, one of the most special gifts that I ever got from someone, I wear it around my neck. Um, after my mom passed, I, I saved, I saved cards, um, with people's handwriting in them, birthday cards, mother's day cards, um, Christmas cards. And I had a mother's day card from my mom and she wrote, love you so much in it. And my friend took that handwriting and had it engraved into a necklace. And I'm so thankful that I had my mom's handwriting and I was able to literally have something that she wrote around my neck that I wear every day. I seriously don't take this thing off. Um, it's the only gift that's ever made me cry. Um, it's super sentimental and important. So hang on to those things. My mom was always like, wanted to throw everything away. Just get rid of the crap. She would say, get rid of it. Don't save it. And I get that. I hate clutter, but some of those things, if you have to question it, just hang on to it a little longer, especially those 
even if it's just a card. She would be like, throw them away. You can get more next year. Well, next year might not always come. Um, but I think, you know, losing someone that close to you does change your life and it kind of molds you into a different person. In a sense, you do lose a piece of you. So, you know, after that huge loss for you, Ashley, I mean, the first year to me was like a blur. The first year wasn't real. The second year, it really, really hit and it was harder for me. And this third year being in 2020, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say if, if Nani was here, what would you say about 2020? Um, honestly, I'm super thankful she's not living in this mess. Yeah. I agree. She would say that Jesus is coming. <laughs> yes, That's what she would say. That's what she would say. But anyway, you know, how did you move on? Um, and what do you feel like was the biggest thing that changed for you in that moment when she passed? And how did the next few years go for you? What are some things that stand out? I think that you asked how you move on. I don't think you move on. I think you grow a little bit and you learn to mm -hmm. live a new way. Um, True. And for both of us, um, we got super close with our mom. So um, my mom and I are both Geminis, you should know. So we either got along great or not at all. Um, so anyone experiencing that, that's normal. Um, but don't let anyone else say anything bad about my mom because I'll lose it. But, kill them. <laughs> kill them. Um, but I think you learn to live a new way. Um, I think for me, I believe that she in some way, shape or form is proud of me. So I do things still to make her proud um, and hope that she knows, you know, uh, how hard I'm working um, to make my, you know, make my life full and good for my kids. Um, so, I mean, I feel like I hope that she's, you know, can see all the stuff that I've done. Um, I still talk to her like she's there sometimes. Um you know, um, and then I just think that time changes and, and you, you still think about that person, but in a different way. And I do think like, my thing is what would I tell my younger self? Like, what would you tell your younger self? Um, you know, have, be more patient with your parents or whoever it is. Yes. Um, you know, you don't know how much time you are going to get. So some losses are planned, you know, more expected, some are not, um, so be patient with them, love them, appreciate people for who they are. Yes. I feel like my younger self was more judgmental and just wanted things a certain way. And now like I'm trying to be more in the moment and appreciate more humble too. Yes. Like appreciate, you know, they may drive you nuts and get on your nerves, yes. but you should know that about them, you know, embrace that about them and try to pick out the positive things I feel like in people sometimes, um, but yeah, my younger self, I definitely say have more patience. There were times yeah. where I didn't have a lot of patience with my mom and she, I'd just be like, she always gets on my nerves and you know, that was just, and I, I think, young. I think too, because you lost your mom at 25 and I lost mine at 24, you know, a lot of those years we were like bratty little teenagers, mm -hmm. hormones. Um, and I think we were just starting to really become women and truly our true selves at the age that we lost them. Um, for me, I, I was not super patient with my mom as a teenager. I'm not even going to lie. I treated her like crap and I live with that to this day. Um, there's words that I've said to her and just to stop there for a second, words are so powerful and you can never take them back. Um, so it's better to bite your tongue than 
say things in the moment um, that you truly don't mean because even though I know my mom forgave me for some of the things that I've done to her and said to her as a teenager um, and lashing out, I still think about those to this day and really wish that I'd never would have even said that or did certain things to her. Um, so definitely choose your words wisely. Um, but I think, like I said, going back, we just, by the time that they passed, we just started making money. We were women, we were mothers ourselves, and we were, you know, really learning who we were. And we were finally able to do stuff with them and like take care of them like they did for us all those years. And we were just understanding what it was like <laughs> to be a mom right. and a parent and what they went through with us. How many times do you think like, what would my mom do now? Or, or God, how could I have every done day. that? <laughs> every day, every day, I'm like, oh, Jesus, where is Jan? <laughs> what would Jan do? <laughs> I need to get a bracelet that said, what would Jan do? <laughs> um, but then, you know, it, it sucks. And, you know, people have had it where some people grow, don't even grow up with parents or lose them as a child. But I just feel like at a certain point, you know, like I said, an adult we're like let's do this we're best friends with our moms at this point after we went through hell with them (laughs) as teenagers and then they get ripped from us and it's like wow that hurts so bad and I think that's that's the most pain that I've ever felt in my entire life I can't relate any other pain to that something that we've talked about a lot you and I is you know I have people who have uh, many people who have lost their parent at an older age, whether it's some of my family or some of not. And I always think, is it harder, or we've talked about, is it harder to lose someone so soon in your life or later on? Because so soon you're missing out all of those times with them. But again, if you've lost someone later on in life, you've had all those extra memories and all the extra time. So we uh, come to the conclusion that I think it's hard no matter what. No matter what. Yeah. Yeah, no matter what. And we'll probably have someone on the show that was a little older that lost a parent um, that had more years with them. And I, and I think the pain is the same no matter what. Um, it's going to suck. It sucks regardless. Um, but what do you? What are some of the things that your mom instilled in you that you are so thankful for today? And it could be stuff that, I mean, there are some rough things about my mom that I'm like, okay, thank you, mom. Thanks for giving that to me. Even though at the time I thought you were crazy. Um, for me, definitely hard work. My, my mom worked really hard. Um, my whole life I grew up with a single mom. Um, so seeing that and her, um, she was a tough cookie. She didn't take any crap from anybody. So I think I got that from her too. Um, but definitely hardworking, um, you know, I've worked really hard in my career for my kids, what I have. Um, I think that, that some people have that and some people don't. So I think that that's one of the good things. Um, picking, I cho- so my mom had a close group of friends, um, not a big group, but like a really close group. I think that that's something that I do too. I'm really particular about who I let in and close to me um, because I think those friendships are so valuable. Um, um, loyalty. <laughs> very loyal um to those um my mom was the same way like if I didn't like someone even my mom she she didn't like him either or vice versa (laughs) my mom's like oh I don't like this person because we worked together for a while when I was younger I was like oh we don't like her okay um that's a loyal mama right there (laughs) (laughs) yes oh my goodness so yeah those are some I think the most thing is hardworking um and she did have 
a personality like mine too. Like once you got to know my mom, people like loved her to death. She was funny and, and loved to laugh and things like that too. So I think I got that from her as well. Yeah. And how old was your mom when she passed? She was, I don't know why I don't, can't remember this top of my head. So she was, um, 50, I think she was 54. 54. I have to count it. Okay. We can't even be alone in the closet. We could just tell you the truth. We're in the closet with, like she said, and my teenage kids are trying to get in here. It so happens. We it apologize. Happens. It happens. Where's my mom now? If she was, if our moms were here, they would keep them out for us. But my mom not. would be yelling, "Kyler, be quiet!" Kyler, just like that. A cookie. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um. So I think a couple things that. I think when I think of my mom and what she instilled in me is she was also very loyal, very loyal, more loyal than I will ever be because she was loyal to my father, which we'll get into later. That's a whole, that's about three episodes. My mom and dad. Jeez. Oh, I love it. Um, she was so loyal to her, her tribe, her family, her friends and people that she valued. Um, she, you know, you hear that term, you should always treat the janitor as you would treat the CEO. Mm. My mom treated everyone as if they were equal. That's the truth. Like, that's not just something she's yeah. saying. I witnessed it. She loved, like I said, if Bethany brought them home and liked them, she loved them and she knew they were good people. Yes. Um, she was also a hard worker. Mm. Um, there were many times through... You know, when she was going through chemotherapy, she would have to, like, go on a Monday and get four hours of treatment. And then she would actually have to carry her chemotherapy with her. And it was, like, going in her every few hours through a port. And she'd carry that for five days. And she would had a cleaning company. And she cleaned with that. So sick. And she still worked, helped me take care of my daughter, took care of her husband, cooked, cleaned. I mean, you name it. Nothing stopped her. Super hardworking. The strongest person I have yet to meet. She has um, raised many people's, not raised, but really helped raise yes, many people's Many kids. people. Um, it's funny because at her service, the church held about 300 people. Um, and there was 300 seats, actually. And there were people standing and people like outside that couldn't even come in because it was just it was a packed house. And... Um, my brother asked if my mom's ever cooked a meal for you, please stand. And almost the entire room stood. And then th she asked if my mom's ever watched your kid for you, please stand. And everyone stood mm -hmm. and there was not one person sitting down. Um, if my mom's ever touched your life, please stand. And everyone was standing and I get chills thinking about it because, you know, I don't even think my mom, God, I have chills. I don't even think my mom realized it through all the good deeds that she did, because that's just who she was, but all the lives that she was impacting, people that she didn't even meet um, stood. And I think that's because, you know, she impacted them through myself or my siblings or through something else. Um, and I don't think she ever even realized how many people that she truly, truly touched because she didn't think of it that way. She just took it one person at a time, one good deed at a time. Um, she was truly a servant um, she, that was how she was fulfilled by doing stuff for others, especially cooking. My mom was the best cook and she loved to cook a meal for you. 
no matter what. Honey, are you hungry? If you came to her house, <laughs> if you had just had a meal, you better eat that food. Mm. Um, yes. <laughs> you better eat that food. <laughs> um, she never wanted anyone to go hungry or go without, even though she went without so freaking much. She went without. And it kills me because when she passed, I had just started making decent money. I was just able to like, let's go on a trip. Let's do this and that. And things went downhill and she got really sick and she didn't care about any of that stuff. She just cared about spending time with you. That was her main thing. Um, So just to recap that, like she was just, she was a servant. She was completely selfless. She taught me to be selfless. I think, I mean, I'm a little more selfish than she was, but for the most part, I try to be selfless and I do get pleasure out of serving others and doing acts of service for others. Um, sometimes too much, which we'll get into that another episode. <laughs> <laughs> too much. I can't help it. Self-destruction at its finest. Um, she was more humble than I am. I think that came with age though, because my mom was a spitfire and didn't take any crap from anyone. And she stood up for her family if they were in the right or the wrong. Goes back to that loyalty. You were either, you know, with her or without her kind of mentality is what she, she would say. Um, I have never met anyone so selfless like that in my life. And that's what I think when I first met her, I was drawn to that because my mom was great, but she wasn't that way. And so, and my kids are so particular, especially at that young age. You know, I don't, you know, like I said, I'm particular to where I like close to my circle. And they took to her in a heartbeat and they never wanted to leave her house. And they wanted to spend their summers there. And she fed my son, um, <laughs> so many organic cookies (laughs) um, in one summer. Um, That's what our (laughs) joke is. Um, But I've, again, like she, it's hard to explain the type of person she was unless you have met her because I have never seen anyone just do for other people. Um, And she knew she was a servant mentality because her and I had talked about that before. She took pleasure from helping other people. Yes. And Bethany, all those things that she said were so true about her service with all those people there. I have never seen so many people in one place and stand like There wasn't that. a dry eye in the room. <laughs> um, nope. But, you know, and I tell people, you know, and I'm not even half of the woman she is, but if I can become half of the woman she is, then thank goodness. But I think the you lose people and you... I think a way you can honor them in a way that I like to honor my mom is by being more like her, even though I'll never be her. Obviously I try to do things to be more like her. And I think that that's the biggest way that I can honor her legacy. Um, and I know that at the end of the day, when I am have passed away, I want people to be able to stand like they did at hers and say, Bethany did this, Bethany did that. And I don't care if it's the smallest thing, like, Bethany cleaned my toilets, (laughs) but, um, I just hope that, you know, I can make at least a quarter of the impact on people that she did. Um, and you know, that's, that's what kind of keeps me going. You know, grief is, grief is dirty. Grief is hard. Um, it hits you at all different times of the day. I mean, sometimes I wake up and I'm just sad and I think it's because I just want to call her. You know, you get in this routine where you call her every day. And even there's even time now, almost three years later, I'm like, oh, I want to call my mom and tell her this. And I'm like, oh, wait, reality hits. I can't. Um, there's so, no time limit on grief. There's not. There really, really isn't. I mean, 11 years later and you still you still feel the same. 
Oh my god. Yeah, I was calculating uh, just now how old. She was 55. 55. Yes, when she passed away, which is so young. Like, the older I get, the younger, like, it seems. I was like, oh my god, that is so young. Like, what in the world? Well, you are approaching 40, so. Ooh, uh, <laughs> you um, but, yeah. you know, gr- you're right. There is no time limit on grief. You're going to feel it 20 years from now and 30 years from now. And I think that, you know, you just you just really have to try to do things to honor them um, and be more like them. And passing on their story, I think, yeah. is important. Exactly. We're becoming those people who tell the family story. We are. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> to our gosh. Kids. We're getting <laughs> old. Kid, we are. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. I'm the oldest 26-year-old you'll ever meet, by the way, though. I'm older than Ashley at heart. Old soul. Um, but my mom had me when she was 42. My dad was 52. Mm. My dad will be 78 on Thanksgiving. It's crazy. Um, it's insane. Bethany so. takes care of him. Yes. And honors her mom in that way. I do. Mom, I'm taking cleans. care of that that man. <laughs> Just kidding. My dad's a great guy. Um, but, yeah, grief has no time limit. Grief is hard. Grief is ugly. Um, grief is unique. Your is grief unique. is different than my grief. Yep, definitely. Um, I think that we always try to find our moms in certain things. Like, I find myself, like, going through pictures and I find comfort in that and I'll just go through boxes of pictures and then here it is like five o'clock and I'm like what have I done all day just go through pictures and trying to find my mom and find comfort in those memories um and I think eventually you know sometimes I feel her when I look at the sunset um or when I see her number like her numbers were 333 she'd always say my name is Jan Burke I am, I was born 3353. I'm the third child and I have three kids. <laughs> so her numbers were 333. And anytime I see uh, 333 on the clock or I see um, threes in a row, I think of her. Um, so I find, I find little pleasures in that and I, I feel like I feel her. Um, I sometimes can smell her when I walk into the house or like, you know, she had a certain corner that she sat in. So I feel like I can feel her. And I know that you, you know, on your mom's, at your mom's service, I think it was, you saw something. So um, I never believed, or not not believed, but I never understood the fascination with butterflies. I I'd never cared about it. I knew people had it and get it. So as my sister and I were walking arm in arm, our arms are linked together, so we're real close, walking into the funeral home the day of her service, a butterfly flew right between mm. our heads. Like, they were so close. And so we were like, oh. That's our mom. And it was a monarch butterfly. It was orange and black. And so um, so from then on, every time I see one, I say, oh, that's my kids called her Nina. So I say, oh, that's Nina. And so my kids have grown up because they were young when she passed. Um, my son remembers her, but um, saying, oh, Nina's here. Or, oh, that's Nina. And when I bought this house that I currently live in that we're in the closet of. Um, <laughs> sweating to death. Sweating to death. <laughs> here. Well, there is. Um, but so we were here and um, quick little squirrel story um one of the little kids um for the people who lived here came up to me and grabbed my leg and he was probably like four years old and he says to me do you know my nina oh. and i look at my husband and I almost start to cry and the people that are oh my living here at the time they were like oh i'm so sorry that's what he calls his grandma and i was like oh, that's what my kids called my mom and then Aww, we go outside chills. and Haley puts my daughter puts her hand out and a monarch butterfly lands on her finger oh and my a gosh. picture of it oh my god so we were like 
this house is meant to be. So we bought it. Only house I ever looked at. I think that's her way of like also telling you, I see the things that you're doing. I'm so proud of you. That's my mom's. My mom would say, Ashley, you need a bigger house all the time because my mom cleaned Ashley's house. Um, She did. So, yes. She's happy. Yes, she is happy and she's watching you. Um, And I I do think that they give us little signs. Um, After my mom passed, I wanted so badly to dream of her, but I kept having like night terrors of like her last days, which that's for another episode. (laughs) I remember Um, that too. But I kept having night terrors and I couldn't sleep. And when I did sleep, it was just like dreaming of her last moments, which were truly gut-wrenching. And finally, you know, a few weeks later, I woke up and I, um, where I lay in bed, always faced the bathroom and I had my eyes open and I saw like this cloud of blue glitter and it was just there. (laughs) And I'm like, I even rubbed my eyes and I'm like, am I seeing something? what is this? And I rub my eyes again. I'm like, am I awake? Like pinch me. And I was awake and my mom's favorite color was blue. And I'm like, that's my mom letting me know that she's okay. Um, and I felt a sense of peace and I get little signs like that. Um, you know, there was something recently that happened. Um, I was at a store and someone couldn't pay for their groceries or card wasn't going through and their total was $50 exactly. And I paid for 